0: Hello, everyone. Happy Friday, if that means what it used to mean anymore. <laughs> it feels like the days are blurring together. Um, wanted to draw your attention to sanctuaryri.org/online. Sanctuaryri.org/online. Uh, it's here where we have links to all of our Connect events and online um, groups resources all things sanctuary online are there I wanted to in particular draw your attention there because sunday is coming and we have a really special online broadcast plan for down city and east side similar to last week that's happening throughout the day there's all sorts of times that it's going to be broadcast really want to encourage you to tune in um, at one of those particular times uh, there's a lot of ways that you can interact on this platform that it's on and sanctuary north uh, is experimenting with a uh, interactive sort of Zoom service uh, with some church at home liturgy and um, that's gonna be happening at 10 a.m. But all the information about these things are happening online uh, at sanctuaryriorg backslash online. And it's worth noting we're encouraging the central congregation, so that's 15 Hayes Street, uh, to meet at 9.30. And so we're gonna have a whole gathering and then uh, um, to tune in together at the same time and then we're gonna have a Video coffee hour, if we can pull this off, will happen right after. And then east side, we're encouraging to tune in at 11, at the 11 a.m. gathering with the same thing, with a a time to follow where we can interact with one another and connect and all of that. So that should be great. Uh, And again, north is doing something a little different than the broadcast at 10 a.m. So with that, let's jump right into the text. Matthew 6 And I'm gonna start in uh, 33, verse 33. Jesus here is wrapping up a long teaching on the kingdom of God. Uh, The kingdom of God, the, the, the rule and reign of God. In his life, death, and resurrection, Jesus is announcing this whole new world that is in some way breaking forth right here in the midst of this one. God is making all things new in and through Jesus. Um, and inviting us to join him in that work. And we've talked a lot about that. And Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So make sure your life isn't just balanced, you have some priorities, put first the things of the kingdom. And and then all these other things that he's been talking about will be given to you as well. He's been talking about um, the way we entrust other people and our past and our resources to God, all the things that we worry about, our daily bread, they'll be given to you as well. Put first things first. And then he says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself, which is kind of funny. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got all, like today's got a, a, enough trouble of its own. Tomorrow will worry about itself. James uh, chapter four, verse 13, uh, James here uh, echoes this and, and uh, kind of goes deeper into this idea. He says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city or spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. And then he gives this great line. He says, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. For the planners in the room, you may have a hard time hearing James. You guys may not have been been friends. James is is saying, uh, he's that person, he's like, hey, you know what? We can make some plans, sure, I guess. But we don't really we don't really know what's going to come. And so both in both these places, there's an invitation that I want to um, extend to you today, which is simply to to be here in this day. You don't even know if you have tomorrow. And if you're like me, your head gets filled uh, not just with thoughts and worries and and um, lists about you know thinking about tomorrow, but it gets um, bogged down with everything from yesterday, work that isn't done and I don't know, relationships that are, uh, that were left undone, that went south. Um, All the stuff that's kind of swirling around in our head. Jesus, James here saying, look, today has got enough issues. They're both teaching us, and throughout the scripture you find this in all sorts of different places. There's an invitation to be fully present. Like wherever you are, at home with the kids, by yourself in a cramped apartment. Wherever you are, be there. Don't be somewhere else. Jesus here is talking about headspace. Just be, be there. Some of you know what I'm talking about when it comes to being fully present or, or, or not being fully present. because. For some of us, we've experienced that feeling when your last kid leaves the house or all of a sudden you're in a graduation gown or maybe it's just vacations over and you're like, what? What happened? What happened? Let today just be enough for today. God knows, I think, our propensity for distraction. There's this passage that I I, I love in Exodus. It's a pretty uh, seminal, like important key moment in the story of these uh, of this Hebrew people. Uh, they're called out to be a blessing to the world. This is where God kickstarts his redemption of the world uh, stories with these people. And there's this moment where they're. Moses goes up on this mountaintop to receive these tablets, these commandments. It's like this marriage covenant of, like, here's how we're going to live together. It says in in, uh, verse 12 of Exodus 24, The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and stay here, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commandments I have written for their instruction. Now, what's interesting about this passage is that first line. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and stay here. In the Hebrew, the word we have here that shows up twice is this word haya, which is like to be or to exist. It's like come up to the mountain and be there. Come up to the mountain and, and be there. Either God's sort of stuttering here or there's something else going on. Rabbis, uh, many rabbis say God understands how we're wired and that we will exert unbelievable amounts of energy to get up to the mountain and what we will immediately start thinking about is how we get down. Like we'll never just be on top of the mountain. We'll miss the whole point of the journey. I think God understands how we're wired. There are things that God needs to say, for instance, in this powerful moment to Moses. There are things that you need to be here for. There are things you you need to be here for. How often are you fully present? I love that idea. Like, what do you need to be here for? What things are you missing out on? Tomorrow's got enough trouble of its own. What are you missing? What bits of wonder and laughter and goodness and joy exist right here where you are? What does it look like for you to let today be enough for today? Let today be enough for today to be fully present. I wanna go one step further in this. Dallas Willard writes this. He writes, Among the many misunderstandings Jesus had to counteract in his teaching was the one that held that the kingdom was gonna be some gigantic event in some special place. Willard comments like this is human thinking about human kingdoms which always fit that description. Jesus is constantly faced with people who want to know when the kingdom of God was coming. like When is the big commotion gonna come? And he patiently replied over and over that the kingdom of God was not that kind of thing. It was simply God reigning and governing. It's not a special event that you could see happening over here or the possibility of it happening over there. Jesus says things like, now look, the kingdom of God is right here among you. His main sermon line was essentially, repent for the kingdom of God is here, like get a new thought, like return, like see that the kingdom of the heavens, this new world is right here where you are. To live a life that's fully present is to be awake and aware that God's with us and that his kingdom is here. To live a life that's fully present is to be awake and aware in all things. I think the fact is that if we can't discern God's presence, if we can't slow down and be present enough to at least attempt to to see in our day-to-day lives, it's unlikely then that we'll find him at some kind of grand event or a, or a conference or a, I don't know, some revival gathering or something. Like we, we 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 find a lot of excitement in big events. But unless you learn to find God in the ordinary, the exciting will do nothing more than just to serve as sort of as a momentary distraction. I guess what I'm trying to say is your evening at home is where the action is. Your evening at home with your family tonight or the, the morning drive or the, 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 the afternoon walk or the right there in the midst of your work, this is actually where the action is. A version of this question comes up over and over in the scriptures, are you remaining awake and looking for God here and now? Are you living in the love as Christ loved you and gave his life for you here and now? Are you living in that love? Because if we are, if we're moving toward that, every moment becomes an unbelievable opportunity to receive and express God's love I found the most like trivial circumstances like in the most insignificant moments often become sacred ones when we invite ourselves into it. Notice they didn't say invite God into it. I mean, that's a way to talk about it, and the Scriptures talk about it that way, but what they're saying is really inviting yourself into the moment. God's not distant. It's so often it is we who are distant. And so to close, I would also say the best thing we can do for our world right now is to be surrendered to God's will as much as we can be moment by moment. Greg Boyd says this, remaining aware of God's presence moment by moment can't help but revolutionize how we actually live. Surrendering to God's will takes us out of our self-focused mindset and empowers us to see what God sees, love as God loves, and sacrifice for others the way God has sacrificed for us. He writes, nothing could be as socially impacting as this. It's like daily revolution. Like, it's like a daily revolution from the, the dirt up, from the diapers up, from the staring out the window up. <laughs> Boyd goes on elsewhere and says this, I believe that is the most prevalent and tragic misunderstanding that afflicts contemporary Western Christianity. This is a little in-house quote here. We take a vow to submit our life to Jesus, but then spend 99% of our time excluding him from our awareness. We make him Lord over our life in theory, but we don't make him Lord of the moments that make up our actual lives. So I want to close just with a a simple exercise, that for those of you who are new to this idea, some of you maybe just need it to be reminded. Like, what is it, some of you can maybe put together a plan even on your own, like, yeah, I need today to be enough for today, to be fully present, to be awake and aware of the wonder and joy and laughter and beauty sitting in the midst of the ache and anxiety and fear. But there's a simple like prayer of examine that I wanna just walk through way too quickly for you because normally you would take time with each one of these questions and journal or reflect, but just to offer up a a short little resource. So these are the sorts of questions or a version of the sorts of questions I ask myself or a version of that I'd ask my spouse or ask my little girls at home. Things like this, when did you sense God's presence strongly today? Maybe it's what did you read in God's word that stood out to you or spoke to you? What was the most beautiful thing you saw this week? What words from all your conversations carried the most weight? When did you feel most hurt? What doors or opportunities are present in your life right now? Did you feel the prompting of the Spirit? Did you obey it? I mean, really simply put, it's like, what went so beautifully today, and what fell apart? And like I asked my girls after I asked those two questions, like, what was really good today? What was bad today? And I, just, I asked them, where was God? And, and they, they know to respond, and beginning to, to trust well, God God was, was in both places because God is always at work. Jesus said, "I, I can only do what I see my father doing. He had eyes to see. He had his headphones off. So may you today, on this Friday, as we step into the weekend, may you take whatever the next step is for you to be more fully present, more fully alive. Peace be with you.